Welcome back to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiba, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of creativity with you. Each week, I'm hashtag gifting you two episodes with ways you can become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best-kept industry secrets to creating content worth remembering. Sound good? All right, let's dive into it. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Welcome back to Kindly Gifted Podcast. I'm your host, Kate, and we are going to be unwrapping creativity twice a week. Exciting announcement. This is our second guest episode that we're putting on YouTube. So you can actually watch this. I think it'll be a great opportunity for you to create a better connection with me, but also to meet the guests and just have a little little chat with us. Anyways, we have a guest for this episode. This is a topic we're a little nervous to discuss. So for legal reasons, it's an entertainment story, (laughs) a pop culture commentary. Mm -hmm. Um, This is my friend, David. We'll tell you about the crazy ride of how we met. He is a photographer. He's a content creator. He's amazing and has like <laughs> 500 different jobs. David hustles and bustles. We love to see it. Wow. I Tell mean, people how who do, you are. How do I follow that introduction? You did <laughs> the it messy, all. chaotic introduction. Uh, yeah. I mean, you missed out on like comedian, actor, entertainer, the important stuff. acrobatics. Um, <laughs> Cirque du Soleil. I am. A, I do all the things here. I learned very quickly living in Los Angeles that it's like, if you don't do everything then you're not going to really do anything Mm. um and so which was like kind of like a hard pill to swallow because it's it is an exhausting way of life um but uh the community that i've fostered here has been very supportive and i couldn't i wouldn't be anywhere today had not been for the people and friends around me that have kind of helped me including you i know we're going to start strong with affirmations today we because really because we need them um need them. like i said in the beginning for legal reasons this is an entertainment story for pop culture commentary there's absolutely no truth to peak this. storytelling full peak. myth all fallacies right no, right no real people involved <laughs> in any of this yeah so The first time David David and I met through this program that interestingly enough, when I did have my like influencer account, which is now (laughs) my Finsta or my personal account, it had a different handle. There's a very uh, well-known influencer agency called for, I think like if you work as a content creator or if you're an influencer, you at least know who they are. There was a contest freshman class the four yeah, freshmen four freshman also four class. is spelled f-o-h-r the four freshman class the contest was advertised as them wanting to find a group of micro to just small following influencers the push was we're looking for a diverse group of people uh, to <laughs> present the freshman class we want people of different sexualities and age and ethnic backgrounds, religious background, whatever it was. If you're different, then we want you. 
obviously on paper and scrolling through your feed and seeing that it's very tantalizing. Uh, it was incredibly attractive after we were talking amongst ourselves in a group because there were 10 of us that were ultimately selected yes. from what we heard there were thousands, thousands of applicants across the country and also internationally. I believe it was also mm-hmm. opened because we had one member who flew from a different country. 10 of us were selected as like the winners before that there was 200 or something finalists. Anyways, yes. it was wild. Part of it was, and this is how you probably, if you're listening and you're like, Oh, I remember when Kate was an influencer, then this is like, probably something that you wrote a testimonial for. Like one of the components was you ask your target, your target audience, LMFAO, your community. So we asked for testimonials. They just wanted to hear from our followers, like what y'all really thought of us. And I remember getting testimonials. I still have them all saved. I don't know if you do. Wait, We, we, we had access to that? Well, people sent me theirs. I mean, at the very least, I knew, like, a lot of people would, would message me, they would tell me, like, oh, we did a testimonial, yeah. but never, they didn't tell me what they said. And okay, I like, so I, did, I didn't ask people to send me theirs, because it was like, this is anonymous, I'm going to, like, I'm going to respect that boundary, you can say whatever you want to say about me, that's your right. But some people did send them to me. So I have a little folder of them. So your audience would submit testimonials on your behalf. That was apparently what they said, they being four in this particular scenario, that that was like the selling point. That was the thing that made them select us over other people, according to them, allegedly, in my opinion. Then (laughs) I can't talk about this without laughing. And then... (laughs) they put us on a they put us on a trip right like we ended up winning this this was the the grand prize was like for 10 winners it was this it was this trip right Mm -hmm. tell us about the trip david (laughs) first of all uh, (laughs) like can people tell that we have experience spilling tea in person but not online but not online (laughs) our superpower is mind your business We'll like dive into a structure. We're not really used to talking about this publicly. So this, right. <laughs> please bear with us. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a great episode to watch because we're like clowning around over here. We're but just kind of figuring things out. Yeah. We're kind of figuring it out as we go. The structure essentially is describe what it is that we, well, we described what we applied into, describe yeah. what we got, and then we'll get into the details. Talking that. about the aftermath. Yeah. Of what happened. The 10 of us were chosen. We were flown to New York for this like big grand influencer learning experience. Mm-hmm. We were put up in the Four Seasons downtown New York. We had events and we had meetings and we had learning lectures about the influencer market. Then the last closing ceremony was essentially a fancy cocktail party where we were told a lot of industry people like brands and companies and other influencers were all going to be involved in to uh, yeah it was like a mixer yeah like to a be networking able to, like, event exactly mm-hmm. um and we were just gonna like party the night away and then we would just fly back home to our respective places we would have a following x amount of months of online kind of tutoring and assistance with any future projects we wanted to work on and have this agency yeah. as the support system for us to be able to do that. 
this would have been the thing that would have skyrocketed our careers as an influencer because Mm -hmm. this was the most well-known influencer marketing agency at the time, if not still today. Right. As a listener, as a viewer, if you hear that, that sounds very attractive. That sounds something that you want to be a part of that. Yeah. That's like, wow. It's like, wow, you, you got that opportunity. Amazing. You must be famous. This is really fame. This is like riches. (laughs) David, David's showing his apartment. (laughs) I was like, you want receipts of what I got from, from four? Here, I'm not even the, the not line. even the money to pay for that. Apartment. <laughs> I was like, I'm moving. <laughs> That's also why this looks like this. Just everyone knows I'm not always in shambles. I mean, it's fine. We love the candidness. It's- <laughs> but uh, physically, I'm not always like this. Don't worry. So let's get let's get into it. People are like, mm-hmm. why are you guys so nervous to talk about this thing? We were flown out to New York mm-hmm. at Four's expense. I think we were all pretty much scheduled to fly in at the same time, but in two groups. I was not in the car with you. I was in the car with another group. And then we were taken from the airport to the Four Seasons. We- also, shall we say, we, I don't know about your experience. I was crammed into an Uber XL. So we had- a- Mine literally looked like a pedophile van. Oh, we were crammed. One of us sat on the lap of another person because they didn't want to oh. wait for another Uber. <laughs> Ironic to show up to the Four Seasons, but we're going to clown- car situation where we unfurled and then just all baba duked out of the car <laughs> with all of our limbs just kind of like breaking out so we got to the four seasons mm-hmm. very grand very nice this is a freaking five-star hotel we met each other went to our rooms because we had like this much time to then get back down to the hotel lobby for drinks we changed we had a roomie got to know each other, blah, blah, blah. Very nice room. When we went down to the hotel bar, that's where James Nord was, which was very surreal because I remember I had only interacted with him on the internet. Then I saw this person that I very much admired in the industry. It's like meeting a celebrity. Um, not quite, but if it's somebody that you admire from an educational perspective or an industry perspective, it's he's an industry celebrity. Like I will say that 100%. And so meeting him was like whoa this is so cool we get to sit at the same table with James like this is so amazing afterwards we went to have dinner and we were introduced to influencers of very large followings compared to us we were assigned mentors apparently there was some intention behind assigning the mentors that we got it definitely was an interesting experience meeting my mentors. We had been told in advance who they were. So like, you can follow them. They know who you are. So they'll follow back and you can introduce yourself through DMs before you actually meet them. My yeah. mentor was Jeremy. Um, at the time he was at Brunch Boys. Now he just goes by his name, Jeremy uh, Jacobowitz uh, or Jacobowitz. It's one of those. I'm okay. so sorry, Jeremy. Jeremy is great. <laughs> He's great, but he is a food blogger and an influencer. His whole page is restaurants that he recommends in New York where he lives. Um, it's it, when he travels, it's like food. He has to try all this stuff. And so for me, it was like my content at the time mentioned food every once in a while, or it's like me at a cafe because I love cafes, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't necessarily food driven. So I wasn't really sure about why I was paired with him initially since a lot of my stuff was more 
fashion travel lifestyle stuff. Yeah. Um, but he had a very, obviously a very large following, like like half a million or something. No matter what his background was, I knew that the knowledge that he could offer me was still going to be very useful uh, and very appreciated. Yeah. So that was my mentor. And, you know, I met him that night. And I remember I was sitting with him and then James. Now, unlike yes. you... Yes, you were. I was not starstruck because I was like, "Cool, a guy." (laughs) Oh, that's so interesting. No, I just, I never, I don't think we really ever talked with anybody about like how we felt about that moment. But I do remember some other people being like, "Whoa, it's so cool, James is here," and I remember being like, "Oh, I'm not the only one who's like freaked out over this." Internally, I was like, "Whoa!" Like my, my eyes were huge because he he was just like such an inspiration to me mm-hmm. um you and i were sitting at the same table yes you and i were sitting at opposite ends of the same yes. table so camera pans to my side of the table uh-huh. i'm sitting here across from kate warmkamps warakomsky she used to go by how do you wear that um super dope just like an all-around great person really lucked out on the other side, I was sitting next to uh, Cass D'Amico, who is a co-founder of the jewelry brand Orium. Orium. Her and her husband founded it. Um, pretty cool. Somebody like very well known in the industry. So I was okay. literally wedged in between two of like the biggest influencers in the fashion industry. And then I'm assuming he's like marketing director now of four. And then also James. So I'm like sitting in in here being like, just like very involved in this industry conversation. This is, which I'm curious if you heard any of this, but this is where the first bit of tea, the discussion was mainly coming from four employees because like I started to realize pretty quickly that the mentors sitting around me have really not been briefed. Like Mm. they don't know anything. And the only reason I know that is because I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but like they basically said it <laughs> themselves. They like, were what's like, going on? they were like, not really sure what's happening. Seems fun. Like that was kind of the vibe, which I'm like, right. oh, we but I was told. Yeah. An address. <laughs> right. So the mentors have not been briefed. I wrote that off completely being like, oh, maybe they just forgot. Or like, they're also just really excited. <laughs> okay. Then the conversation started to go from the four representatives in the direction of like, oh yeah, like this was going to be so cool. Like, do you know, like XXL's like freshman class? This is where for legal reasons and entertainment purposes, allegedly in my opinion, I learned that they were inspired by the hip hop industry's like freshman class ratings of rappers and hip-hop artists that are up and coming Mm. that was like the inspiration for the concept of this they were basically like oh yeah these are going to be like the up and coming cool next it people in the influencer industry who are like also have an edge because they're the underdogs and nobody like really knows a lot about them and they're diverse it wasn't phrased that way but that was basically the tone it was like two white men patting themselves on the back for coming up with this really cool concept about diversity we made a lot of excuses in the midst of our time there because and I think we were, after and after I think because we were kind of we were kind of conditioned in a way 
to be like, shouldn't you be thankful for all of the pretty things that we're showing you and giving you? Yeah, I immediately Which, thought like, who am like, I to even say anything? Right. You know what I mean? So uh, that was that night. And then we were kind of given the brief itinerary for the next day, which is essentially like, we're going to wake up, we're going to meditate. Mind you, okay, this is something that is probably important to also know is that for our time here at like for the 36 hours that we were here and we were partnering with the hotel. So we have to create Yes, content. oh my God, thank God you're talking about this. Yes. The deliverables were something like, we had to post twice. We had to send in images for them to approve or just to have every, it's everything that we did in the hotel. They want to post stories about. So they encourage us, make sure you order room service and then make sure you, that you take videos of it or you post on your stories or you use that as one of your posts. Take posts and videos of the sound bath that you do and the like, and anything else you want to include about the hotel. And we had to write these captions and we had to do it all within a certain amount of time after we checked out. They were also like, if you can't take your own pictures, ask someone else to. How fun, teamwork. Right, which you have to understand also is very, and I, I didn't think about this as much in the moment or afterwards and it took me around to kind of like get to that point. At that moment, I think Denise and I were the only professional photographers in, yes in the group. no one else you guys were the only people who right. a brought actual cameras with you and right. knew professionally how to operate them yes for me it was okay we're on this trip and we won this this is like our jobs like we get paid for this for me i i was at a point with my roommate uh destin who we love but he, we were also the only two men out of like the, the 10 of us so like I, I told him, I was like, hey, like we're roomies. Like obviously I'll shoot whatever content you want here in the room or anywhere else. I was just like offering at that point. I think even during the sound bath, I think I shot some of you guys. You did. For me, it was like I was offering. So I no one ever asked me. I was just kind of like, I'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart because I know I'm one of two photographers here. They're clearly asking for a lot of deliverables and a lot of images. Um, oh so yeah, and the turnaround time more. was like, do tomorrow <laughs> yeah it was within the week of us leaving and i was like okay it was immediate also there was nothing about usage rights ownership rights nothing like that it was like look at this amazing opportunity to work with a five-star hotel resort how cool is that when will Listen. you ever get that again that was kind of the positioning and so we were all like again like you're saying with the well, photography like, thing as well like a little sus right uh, also like do tomorrow up to that point I'm all like, for free oh, all for free I mean like oh you're staying at our hotel I was like yeah which, which is great and whatever but I was like also that is the agreement you came up with for it's not an agreement you came up with us individually as influencers mm -hmm. we didn't get any say in this and so it was just dangled as like but you get this opportunity and free room service up until that point I'm pretty sure a good a good like amount of us in that in the freshman class had already done sponsored posts for hotels. So it's not mm -hmm. even like this was such a far-fetched and such an incredibly big gift for us to feel so remarkably special about as if none of us had ever, not ever done that. Like yeah. I, knew I had done it at least a handful of times and I'm sure a lot of other people had had trips that were sponsored like that. The brief was very much like ownership rights, usage rights. Um... Why, why would we pay for that? So we were working on this trip. We were trip. working. 
which we didn't think about it that way because yeah. Ford did this great like marketing was job. a one if it four is listening was. right now you get snaps claps what did you say and snaps claps and lettuce wraps trap oh. our asses mm-hmm. <laughs> can we talk about the irony of that giving advice to influencers and trying to help them make it in the industry while outright stealing the rights to their content and also just like making them work for free like <laughs> Can we, like, can we talk mean, about like the irony of all of that? Like, we listen at this point now. You guys have an idea of this. Yes, yeah. this, this is not a personal attack. This is what I like to call critique. Yeah. You fucked up. You know what I mean? A lot of people have said something, and then we think we held back because we felt like maybe it wasn't our time to say uh, anything, but this is more critique at like the business model, the, of this entire project, the approach, the trying to sell it as like some really cool thing when in fact it's a PR stunt. Yeah. Like, and we all knew it was happening. We, we, that's the thing is we all did. And they kind of just hit us like a ton of bricks after we all got home. Yeah. What like the, the real intention behind having us there was, I mean, we didn't set NDAs. Listen, we didn't, we didn't sign NDAs and this is not like allegedly in my opinion, like again, not a personal attack. It's like, if anybody from four is listening, I mean, thinking you know this information and moreover to the, to the influencer audience members, please note they weren't done with this business model. They then oh, sold no. it to Sephora. Have they now Sephora sold squad? it to Best Buy. Best Buy. Like, same, I know you know. Same fucking- Sephora yeah. squad. Anybody in the Sephora squad? Yeah, we were like, we, we were the guinea that, pigs. Yep, you got <laughs> there. You were able to do that, which once again, it's awesome that you, whoever, yeah, is in the Sephora squad, it's amazing you got that opportunity. But right. you got that opportunity off the backs of people who really had to push and kind of like suffer a little bit. Um, actually, not not suffer a little bit. Let's get into suffering, shall we? Just a oh. very light word. Let's oh. get into mental health. This is something that I think we had started discussing a little bit, or we actually discussed a lot kind of like over time. Um, I will say the the good thing that came out of four were the relationships that I created with like the freshman class. Um, 100%. They picked the wrong bitches to fuck with. They really did. I think they kind of thought that we would just be like, like crows with a shiny object, like, ooh, five-star hotel, like go fetch. And we're like, and just ran over there. But we like stuck together we had a group Uh, chat going for so long some of us still have really 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 close relationships Mm -hmm. and you know last year some of the four freshman class members who are poc um decided to speak out in addition not just mentioning the whatever the fuck this was but also the fact that four was not paying their influencers equally and that white or white passing influencers were being paid significantly more for the same brief, the same deliverables than somebody who is black indigenous, you know, person of color. Yes. For me, what it also, in terms of how it affected me mentally was one of the first things that I recalled after getting back home and after having some time to reflect on those almost two days was within the first time we went into the four offices we walked in to their conference room 
Yeah. And this, this I mean, is their current, their current fancy office. This was, they had a, a smaller office space before this. Yes. Yes. We walked in and we were just going to, I think we were going to have a meeting mm-hmm. with just a meeting, some of the other four members and have a general like outline for the time that we were there. And I remember walking in and finding a seat and looking around and they had, they were already preparing for spring campaigns. Mm-hmm. spring and summer oh, yeah. because i mean in the influencer space in marketing in general we're at we're so advanced in what we're planning for like yes. christmas stuff people are already planning back in august they had two or three huge like cardboard murals of mood boards I... uh, those boards those mood boards only only had photos of thin white mm-hmm. or white passing women in bikinis and muscular men in gym shorts, swim trunks. Very. Everything was like beachy. Everything was very bright. All the s- skin tones were the same. The editing was very similar, very bright. For me, it was just like, okay, how do I expect to be supported by this agency that has like flown me here for this experience if they're physically showing me that they don't even see me as a candidate for a campaign? So that in itself was already mentally a little frustrating because what did I accomplish there then? Like, what was the point of me being there if my assumption was correct that those were mood boards for spring and summer campaigns? Then it's like, already they're, they're planning in advance to execute campaigns that I will never be called for because I'm nowhere in this brief. And right. so for me mentally, I was like already kind of thinking, I was like, okay, so their future thinking still doesn't include me. So what does that mean? And then reflecting on everything, where does my worth lie within this industry? We were kind of forced to do unpaid work. You know, we were kind of like- We were trapped into unpaid work. That was kind of the gist. It was like, oh, by the way, here's the brief. Uh, here's the contract. We're going to need that signed, like ASAP Rocky um, so that you can essentially like be in this hotel. And like- Maybe you'll get an opportunity with them sometime in the future, in my opinion. Exactly. Everything was everything was like a maybe after. It had me really second guessing. What is my worth then? What am I supposed right. to charge? Because I was like told, you know, in, in, the, in the lectures that they gave us, we were told like, this is how you email people. This is how you, you pitch yourself. This is how you break down what your deliverables can be, all this stuff. I was like, that's cool and all. But it's not tailored to me. It's tailored to your idea of what the ultimate influencer should look like and be. So that makes sense for someone of a slim or muscular white build. But I was like, you're trying to tell me that that is going to equate to who I am. And the reality is that it doesn't. Well, something you said made my mind run into a little bit of a different direction. You were like, they were telling me that I don't fit into this picture. They were telling me that this is who in fact they wanted. And I am hung up on that phrase. Like they were telling me, like, I want people to know this was not a conversation that we were a part of with them. We were told what to do and told what the industry expects and told all these different things from the get-go. We were told, we weren't asked, we weren't brought into a conversation. We weren't, yeah. you know, it wasn't this what we're having right now, it was the, this is what the industry expects. Here's a PowerPoint slide. We're going to go through it in 20 minutes uh, to teach you about like 
the basics of rates and what you should be charging. I guess if you have questions, you can email us and maybe we'll respond in like seven days. That was the vibes. And, and so we left being like, felt like all there's, everybody's telling us what we should and shouldn't be, yet there's no proof in this entire thing that they even care about us past this very, very cool trip that we were given. And we were also supposed to have education following up. And again, it was literally telling us what we should and shouldn't be doing. It wasn't having really a conversation with us or a dialogue. It was very much lecture, reading off a slide. Two of those happened. Three of those happened. Little webinars to teach us about things in the influencer industry. Super basic shit that you can find on Google, by the way, which like, okay. Also for me, the biggest thing was when it came to the leadership in four or the, the people kind of the higher ranks mm-hmm. of who we were really interacting with or who yes. were like the people that we were going to be in communication with, they were mostly white. Mm-hmm. Then once we got to the four offices and we met kind of everyone that was working, I was like, yeah, there were some people of color, but it felt very much like we have to have these people here. Yeah. It felt looks. very, it's just like, the brochure to some like expensive liberal arts college like <laughs> tea which like also they had a whole scandal about that um that people can read up on about yeah pricing um and just like racial discrepancies both in their pricing and in offices but there were people saying also that oh when we came to their offices to meet their team or for an event it was very much white but if you're gonna be a, a pillar for diversity and advocate for diversity represent that in your team otherwise it feels try hard it feels very much oh we want to be part of this conversation but we don't know how and then the person leading this conversation is also you know is also a white man who you know the struggles with diversity have not been anywhere near what other people are going through and the knowledge and experience that other people have. Where I think now they've brought on Brittany Hennessy, who wrote the book Influencer, and she's their liaison on all things diversity and community. It's a lot of it. So you look back on it and it all looks good on paper. It all looks yeah, and- delicious on paper. And in reality, if you asked me now, what was the point? of this whole freshman class, I truly wouldn't be able to tell you. I would be able to read off from their website, the alleged point, but I would not be able to tell you from like what actually happened, what the point of that was. I think that the big takeaway here is that you need to do your research on people that you're working with and influencer agencies that you're working with and people that are representing these agencies. I think the pandemic has, if you didn't do this already, it has kind of forced you to do it. Start researching things and look them up and understand that for putting on this really, really cool PR stunt, they made a lot of money. They got a lot of brand awareness off of that. Moreover, They were able to do some market research and figure out if that's something that one of their clients would want. And turns out they did because hello, Sephora squad and whatever the Best Buy one is called. Um, 
but that's literally, that was literally us, you know, like no shade, no tea to anybody who is in those groups. That's amazing. And you've accomplished a lot and super proud of you. But what about the four freshman class who were then just essentially used as like marketing, you know, strategic little guinea pigs? That's how I know that it was so performative because if we really mattered, then there would have been succeeding classes. There would like have been if, there um, would have been more freshman classes if they really yes, yes, if they yes, really yes, yes. cared about what we as like a group accomplished and what the freshman class actually stood for in terms of diversity and everything there would have been succeeding freshman classes but instead they just took the model of who we were and implemented it into things that they wanted to actually really get money for we were just like a very yeah. small investment opportunity for themselves because they didn't invest in us yeah we were literally like a real life case study we were just like look it worked look they liked it they thought it was fun let's yeah, do this for like, sephora if they ever wanted to do a four freshman class again after what went down after the apology that we got um, which wasn't an apology. It was a town hall meeting for everyone to see. And the topic was racial injustice during the pandemic. And we were just kind of like thrown in there. I, I don't think that they would ever, ever be able to, to do another four freshman class uh, simply because of how the aftermath was handled, which is us talking about what affected us the most was the aftermath. It wasn't yeah, the during, wasn't. the during was fun. The during was at times sus. But the during only like weirdness of it only made sense when we saw what happened afterwards. Yes. And we had the actual space to be able to really reflect on ourselves, be like, what did I actually one gain? Um, and how mentally am I affected by what was presented to us, you know, and how we were seen in their eyes. When I realized I'm not seen as any kind of entity that is valuable to them then that also has you questioning your own value as an influencer 100%. in a space like this. And so it's like you were saying about just doing your research, do your research, not only, especially when it's with agencies, don't only look at the influencers and like the projects that are being uh, presented and that are being executed by agency, go straight to the source of their leadership, go look at their LinkedIn, looked at their, who they're following. And, um, and from that point, see, okay, could I see myself working at a place like this to further diversity, to further the topic of inclusivity? And if I'm surrounded by people that obviously don't even look like diversity, then I, I can't trust that anything, any projects that they're executing and that they're putting out there are at the core actually based on the idea of that as much as it is just based off the performative idea of like, how do I capitalize on the conversation of diversity? Because yes. it's what's in right now. It's the topic that is, everyone's talking about it. So how do we jump in and how do we make money off the backs of, you know, diverse black POC women, uh, LGBTQ plus um, members in this country or even around the world. It's messed up and it sucks that we ended up being used for that. Yeah, we were a walking case study. 10 super diverse people. They seem to love this. Put this in a deck, sell it to Sephora. I just mean like also pitching it to another business as an agency. Mm -hmm. 
come to the freshman class and ask what we thought of this. Yeah. That would make an excellent part of the case study, but that didn't happen. Oh, we were a PR stunt. Mm -hmm. And realizing that you were used is a horrible feeling. It happens all the time in the influencer industry. That's the problem is that it continues to happen because people think, oh, that's just standard. $50 for a post, no big deal. $25 gift card, no problem. Free hotel stay, but like 10 pieces of content all due tomorrow. What a privilege. Yeah. And it's like, like... have you ever paid a barista in a bag of free underwear? No. Have you ever went to your leasing office and been like, sorry, babe. So can't pay my bills, but um, full of strawberries, 10, 10 pieces of content. Sound fun. Does that cover rent for this month? It just doesn't work that way. I think people are becoming a lot smarter now. It's not a personal dig towards anybody at four. It's just like realizing that you fucked up. Just don't do shitty things. That's Take accountability thing. for when like... shitty things happen because they will. Nobody's perfect. No like one's perfect. nobody, no one's, expecting, you know? no one's expecting perfection is reality. But the reality is that social media has created this in this like, industry of like, we have to look perfect. And so I think everyone in it, whether it's a brand or it's an agency or it's an influencer has to reach this level of perfection that they present to everyone. Yeah. And because of that, there's significantly less room of a, for accountability and for critique and for feedback because they assume that, well, I'm giving you perfection. So why are you asking me to change anything? I completely agree with that. Critique is not a personal attack. It's just an opportunity to make yourself a better business person, a better advertiser, better content creator, et cetera, et cetera. And we need that. Like, that's how you become self-aware about things. I think that like the takeaway is that if you've ever felt alone Mm -hmm. in this kind of situation, if you felt, if you've ever doubted your worth as a creator because of some shitty thing that a brand did or influencer agency did or whatever, Mm -hmm. you are not alone. Everybody's gone through that. I was a content creator at some point. We've all been there. Like David's saying, we've all doubted our worth because of the shitty things that we had to go through as a content creator with not having any respect or being seen as a professional and yet being hired to yeah. complete services that brands supposedly need. The reality of the situation is where there's one for agency that is going to be, you know, not a very diverse leadership community. It's not gonna, it's not gonna really foster a community of diversity from the top tier down there are going to be plenty of other agencies that will either pop up or that are established that are small, but that actually to a core believe in the value of diversity, inclusivity, and they showcase that they have that. It's something that I want to do research on that I want to be able to look into. And perhaps we both of us can go back and forth and look into it in the future and maybe come up with like a list of like here are agencies like in the influencer marketing space that you know we have done our research on have seen the value that they really have for diversity and inclusivity bring your work their way sometimes the only way that people can be held accountable if they don't want to listen to actual feedback and critique is by losing the opportunities that they have stolen from others or they have cheated other people out of. Period. And when they lose out on money. I agree with the things that you said in the sense that I think 
the point of marketing is to make everyone look really good on paper. And if the only research that you do is within that company's agency's person's personal website, business website, if that's the only research you do about them, you got to go way deeper. You got to consult people that have worked with them. Uh, If you're an influencer that wants partnerships with an agency, go ask another influencer that you know very well and be like, Hey, have you partnered up with them? What was your experience like? And then go and ask a a couple other people. If you type in whatever it is that you want to type into Google, uh, you'll find it. If you wanted to find if you wanted to find information on how much for pays the creators, go go do some Googling. Just that's really all it takes. Really all it takes. A hundred percent. And it's just like that's that that's such a good point also that you made is like we're sharing our experiences or our alleged experiences or whatever. Well, our experiences aren't alleged. Those are our experiences. Um, (laughs) but based off alleged stories of whatever else is happening. Right. And but we are just like two people in a huge influencer market that right. has dealt with four. And so there is a, a very large pool of people that you'll be able to find negative and positive experiences from. And if you yourself um, are within the POC, women, black, LGBTQ+, if you're in that space, and you want to understand what the experience might be like working with them, find other creators like you. This is not also where your research should stop. No, no, you know, no, no, like no. Research... our opinions are, we're two people. Like David said, like we're literally right. two people. Yes, we, our experience is, is robust and we did not have a great time on this roller coaster ride, but no. there are other people that maybe had a great, a great, time working with them, look into those people, ask them questions, ask things like each brand is only going to market themselves so that you'll buy from them, work with them, do whatever it is, put money in their pockets and some capability. So, Mm -hmm. you know, don't just look at the brand website or the agency website and be like, I'm sold. I'm convinced. This sounds great. Then you end up in an experience like us. And that was the whole point of this, of this chat is that we don't want you to end up in this experience. We're two no. people who have good a good head on our, on our shoulders yeah. and knew exactly like what's going on. We knew the strategy the minute that we saw it. Right. And yet we were still, you know, oh my God, but like, there's no way they wouldn't do that to us, but that's not what would, and, it, and they did. And the reality is like, that, that's what happened. So yeah, 100%. it's, you know, it's not about, uh, I think that like aligning with people has become a lot deeper. It's like aligning with people that share your values and share your, your Mm -hmm. views on whether it's diversity, whether it's compensation, whether it's, you know, content creation tactics, a business model, whatever, like align with people, brands and agencies that actually like believe in you and what you're doing as a person. They don't believe in your follower count. They believe in who you are. Yeah. And they just like, yeah, like look like you, or they have a team that looks like you. It's something that it may feel so little or may be so little, but actually it really does mean a lot. Like for me, it was like even walking into the four offices the first the first day, it was like, I didn't see any people of like, like Latin American or Hispanic. So it is what it is at this point. It's just like you said, I think the, the most valuable thing that or lesson that we have from here is 
take the, the main points of research to do on your own. Don't take this as research, but take this as a stepping stone to be like, okay, what are the things that I should look into in a more detailed way to make sure that I'm informed before I proceed right. with reaching out or connecting with so-and-so. Right. Make sure you connect, make sure you look at the leadership of a brand or an agency see what they look like, see who's up there, see their credentials, their background, what they do. After that, then see the rest of their staff and their team and then see who they've worked with and right. who their influencers or who their other clients are. Sometimes there's like their spaces where they have feedback or they have comments and reviews. Who is reviewing these people? Are the reviews just people who look like them? Is it just like- Do they oh, seem genuine? Doing? Was there an incentive right. for this review? All these different things that like, we just, we take for granted, but they can inform our decisions and they can yeah. foreshadow what yes. happens to us when we take this decision. Right. Um, we live in an amazing age where we have so much information at the, at our fingertips and you yeah. can find anything about everyone. That sounds very, very much FBI, but like you can. And finding out that you know, as somebody who runs an influencer agency, your uh, clients are, are your friends. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. But there's something else. It's like, there was another reason, another personal reason why you're working with them or, mm. you know, are how much also are the agencies, influencer agencies or PR firms or whatever advocating for you? Because right. they're advocating for money. We all know that there's no shade, like no shade, no tea. Like everybody got to do that with a business. But right. how much are they advocating for you as a creator? Because part of their job is to do that. And I can 100% tell you that like not all of them do. They don't advocate for you as a person. They'll be like, oh, this is their follower account. This is their engagement rate. But like, who is this person? Why the fuck should Cartier or Sephora work with this person? How does it make sense? Right. So I think that's also the influencer agency's job if you are working with, with one to be that, what I say a lot on this podcast is be the mutual friend in sense yes. that they have to understand who you are very well and they have to know their brand client really well right. in order to introduce the two of you together and be like, this makes sense. Now you yes. guys can create a relationship together. Again, this was not at all a, a dig at anyone involved. Um, I think we're that at the end of the day, I'm sure David would agree that we are incredibly grateful for this opportunity because look how much we've learned and yes. have been able to take and like now share with you. We sat on this information for three years. We just yeah. sat with it for three years and didn't yeah, say. We just had our own like. Well, yeah, we had our own private chat. Forth, just really. Yeah. Trying and to, uh, you know, even like I've, I've visited what, like twice already. Yeah. And those times we are friends in real life in case we are like wait, this is not just like a we connected once and then we this is he wasn't paid for his review of me <laughs> <laughs> no we're we are we're really good friends and i've always told Kay how um appreciative i am of of her and everything she's doing um it's amazing and uh, such a an ally and someone who's like a very like fierce warrior for diversity inclusivity oh. and uh, wanted to see her friends succeed, which I think is something that is also, um, it, it, it sucks to say this, but it is something that's still so 
um, it's like the minority in, in the influencer, in the marketing, in the entertainment space. Yeah. This idea of fostering a community of people who are like, I want to succeed so that I can create opportunities for my friends to succeed. It's still something that's so, it's, it's not very, very rare. It's very you know, rare. it's just, it comes from that like realization that like, first of all, thank you for all your kind words. It's very sweet. And I agree. Like, I think that you, in terms of agreeing that you are very much the same, like very willing to lift people up. The first time that we had like an actual interaction, we talked about this <laughs> in my kitchen, but we, oh. I, I asked him, I was like, what was your first impression of me? And he was like, wait, what was your first impression of me? And I was like, honestly, I thought you were kind of a bitch. Like, I didn't really like you. You were, I said hi to you right after we got off our pedophile buses into the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> I said hi and you just didn't respond. And I was like, this bitch excuse me and then I was like what was your first impression of me he was like honestly the first thing I really remember is you you I I asked you you took picture Uh a picture of um Annabelle Yvette and I David was like yeah I I fondly remember you asking for the raw files like a real bitch and I was like who the hell is this and I was in my mind, I was like being strategic, like, excuse me, sir, you are not going to <laughs> run away back to your room with my photos, with my face on your SD card. No, no, no. <laughs> like, so it was so funny. And like, we met being like, I don't like you and I don't like you. And now both good friends and realizing basically that like the main thing that we have in common is that we very much value other people in our life. And and we don't think that like we lose anything by trying to lift other people up. We gain so much because that person does well, or they take the advice and they do something good with it or helps them in some sort of way or whatever, like you lose nothing. And the fact that that is not the standard, that that is Mm -hmm. like not the standard in the influencer world at all is mind blowing gate gatekeeping for what? Yeah, well, I think this is a conversation that we actually had briefly was, for me, I don't like the term self-made. I don't Mm. agree with it. I don't think it's actually plausible. Um, And uh, I think we see this a lot. We see the idea of like big, like individuals who have been released by Forbes or have been released by uh, other like magazines and the wealthiest self-made millionaires, billionaires, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, it doesn't make sense to me because self-made in my mind, it's like you did, you reached your level of success by yourself. But some of these people like Kylie Jenner, who I think right now or- is just like, listen, <laughs> They're like, she's the highest paid, like self-made billionaire. I was like, she truly is not self-made unless she bought every single one of her own uh-huh. lip kits or whatever it is that she sells. No, you are not self-made because you wouldn't be where you are had every single customer not brought any of your products. Your customers made you. You're not self-made. Period. Period. And in the same way, it's like, I see myself the same way. I was like, I may have put in all my talent and my effort and my practice and everything that I do in my life. And as an individual, I can get to whatever level of success. But I know that as an individual, I didn't get to my level of success. It had not been for the people who have vouched for me, had not been for people who gave me gigs, who had recommended me, who referred me, who had called me to sub in for someone, whatever it is. Period. Because of their help, 
I am not self-made. No matter where I get to in life, I will never be self-made because of everyone to help me to get there. The same with everyone who owns a business. It's like, you're not self-made because every product you sell, your customer helped you get there. Period. It takes a village. It takes a village and there's nothing wrong. So, I mean, for me, it's personally, I was like, if you disagree with that definition of what, what I believe, that's totally fine. I love that life philosophy. I think that's a great thing to think about. And I'm so grateful that you came onto this podcast. This is a tea spill. This is not very much like regular content on Kindly Gifted, but I think it's a conversation that needed to happen. And I hope that mm-hmm. those of you listening and those of you who tuned in, because we we clowned on, on, we, on we the did. video. So definitely watch that. <laughs> Yeah, literally accurate reflection. I'm so grateful that I had this conversation with you. I think it's like very freeing. It's also, hopefully it'll make somebody feel like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not alone because somebody else experienced something similar Mm -hmm. or, you know, you could be sitting here and you had a really great relationship with four professionally and you're like, fuck them. Like, they don't know what they're talking about. It's like, you have that opinion and, and you have that right to that opinion as much as we do to ours. So Thank you so much, David, for coming on. I'm so grateful. Thank you Thank for you. having me. This is a lot of fun. I really appreciate where can where this. can we follow you? Where can we oh catch up with goodness. your with your daily clowns? You sesh? can follow me um, at uh, Damericano. That's D A M E R I C A N O uh, on Instagram. So go follow go follow David on... right now. He's an amazing human being. If you are in Southern California. Um, He takes beautiful pictures. He has worked with um, four freshman class members in the past. Um, He takes wonderful photos. The Four Seasons Hotel downtown New York. (laughs) Um, So yeah, he does a really, really great job and you should definitely reach out and hire him for all of your influencer content needs. So thank you again, David, so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Love you guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at KateMob for more creative secrets. And don't forget to say hey. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.